0: She's Robin. She's Alex. And this is Coworkers Killing Time. And here we talk about everything. Enjoy! Hey everybody and welcome back to Coworkers Killing Time. This is episode 25. We are a quarter of a century. (laughs) We're getting old. (laughs) We are. And today's episode is going to be a continuation of our Urban Legends series, but it is our Connecticut Urban Legends series series. Episode because we are in Connecticut. So we're both doing our home state this time. Yes. Instead of different ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited because the two that I have, I've never heard of. So I was really excited about that. But there's also just a lot of them there's in general. So and then it was crazy because, so if you listened to the episode, the true crime episode about the murder of Connie Debate, which came out last week. Then I mentioned our local paper, The Hartford Current. And actually one of my urban legends has an article from the Hartford Current and of like, why is this newsworthy? Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I thought that was weird because yeah. you know, people are just
1: Hungry for news? Taken in... Was it an old old story?
0: No, it's from... I have it pulled up on the desktop here. It is from uh, 1999, so older, but not that old. Right. So, like, you could think, like, oh, it's the 1700s, like my first one. (laughs) But no, it's 1999.
1: Okay. Um, I'm interested in hearing that one.
0: Okay, cool. So, um, I will start with my bigger case that is from long ago the first one that i have is the legend of charles island in milford connecticut have you ever heard of this no okay so it's apparently one of the top most cursed islands in the world Ooh. which i also was like what because i've never heard of this but it's known now for having a bird sanctuary and a sandbar that's connected to the island because you can only reach the island during low tide okay So, the island is actually cursed times three, and I'm saying times three. The article said thrice, but I'm not saying that because this is not Old England. (laughs) So, uh, the first curse was laid upon the land in 1639, supposedly, by a local Native American chief. Some say over a land dispute, and others say over the kidnapping of his daughter, but they don't really know. So, he just, like, laid a curse on the land. All right. In 1699, uh, Captain William Kidd was on the last voyage of his career and stopped on the island to bury his treasure. He was a Scottish pirate, and after burying the treasure, he was lured into a trap and captured and executed. But because his treasure is supposedly on the island, many people will go and try to hunt for the treasure and look for it. And then the last curse, which is also like the most outrageous and definitely in no way true, is (laughs) also involving treasure. But this time it belongs to a Mexican emperor. So Guatmosin is a 16th century emperor who succeeded Montezuma, and he was tortured and executed by Spanish conquistadors in 1525 in Mexico. Okay. He was tortured and killed because they were trying to find all of their treasure, obviously, to bring it back to Spain, but he wouldn't tell where it was. So the curse goes that in 1721, a group of sailors from Connecticut found the treasure in a Mexican cave and brought it back to Connecticut. After they brought it back, a series of di- disasters befell four out of the five men, and four, the four of them all died. Wow. Okay. So the fifth, thinking that this was due to finding the treasure and bringing it back and it being bad luck, buried the treasure on Charles Island, thus cursing the island with whatever curse was on the treasure that they stole. Off of him and onto the island. Yes. Okay. So no treasure has ever been found on the island ever. They have tried to develop the island into a yacht club, an amusement park, military installations during World War I, and a nuclear power plant, but they were never able to do any of it. So it's just an island with nothing on it. There have also been mysterious deaths there, like drownings, because there's a very strong undertow and current on the island, or around the island. So it's now a nature preserve, and it's the home to the largest breeding colony of herons and egrets in Connecticut. Oh, wow. So they say to this day, people are warned that if you go seeking treasures, beware the strong tides and the three curses. Wow. I wonder how many people actually visit
1: it. You know,
0: they like, said people do go year. there. I mean, I don't know because there was no, like, here's how many deaths there have been, but I
1: wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> But I do want to see a picture of it. Like I'm just Oh, I will show you a
0: picture. I have one, so I'll how show. How large
1: is it? Uh, is it?
0: I'll show you uh the picture that I got when I was looking it up. And so. how far away from
1: land is it?
0: Um, I don't know those. Cuz I'd be a little
1: weary about living on the land but close to it. It's because- not
0: very far because here's a picture from like the main beach and then see this is the low tide so there's a sandbar no. so you can walk out nope. there. So it's very close. Because Probably like my house to the end of the road where that stop sign is. Don't you think maybe the curse could jump the waves or ju- or just follow the sandbar? Sand I don't know. I don't like that. Just so actually, pause. I'm going to save this photo and if anybody this... lives near this, please give us some yes, insight. In Millford because that would be great. I mean, and here's a picture of a bunch of families and children literally playing on the beach and on the sandbar. And there's a bunch of people walking on the sandbar over to the island. Hopefully they're not treasure
1: hunting. So they're okay.
0: Yeah. So people must just go there all the time because it's, it is part of Silverstand State Park in Milford. So that's, but then that part of it is the nature preserve for the birds. so. So
1: I think that Amy's, uh, brother in law and sister in law live in Milford, so maybe okay. we'll have to ask them
0: if they there have any go. knowledge of that. It's it could be a so it's a fourteen acre island and it's a okay. half a mile off the coast of Milford, Connecticut.
1: Okay, it's very close to land. And wow. it's in the Long Island Sound. Fourteen acre. And they they were and they couldn't
0: ever get anything built? It just wouldn't no, they just said, like, it, they just had problems, various problems and things. So, you know, that probably just played into the sure. curse mentality. But, I mean, some of the stuff, I don't know if the Yacht Club and Amusement Park were pre-World War One Because the article said, Yacht Club, Amusement Park, World War One military testing site. So, it's like, there could have been many reasons back sure. in those times yeah, for sure. why things weren't happening. But, you know, people are going to be like, oh, it's the, the curses. Curse. Something happened. People were killed yeah. and
1: they couldn't And do they it. can't do it. Do it wow that's pretty cool
0: yeah so i thought that was really cool uh, yeah and
1: i'm <clears throat> that is one that i have never heard of
0: i've never heard of it either when i first saw it and i'm like oh an island in connecticut it's the island <clears throat> where lyme disease was created
1: was it no <laughs> no, no it was wasn't like, that what? one no. but there is
0: there <laughs> lyme was apparently created in connecticut that's why it's called lyme because it was oh i thought it was found like found in well they say it was created in connecticut oh. so i mean it wasn't like it's not like a tick was like i have this now (laughs) but i i just feel like it was yes discovered in connecticut so i have this
1: now and i'm gonna give it and i'm gonna give
0: it to you there was a ride
1: on the deer and then fall off on you
0: so speaking of ticks (laughs) there was a spider on the cutting board in our sink like after i made dinner and yeah and it was a really little and when i first saw it i thought it was a tick and Mm -hmm. i'm like there's literally no way because the ground is still like frozen kind of yes so there's no way but then i also because yesterday when i got to work and i don't i did tell you this there was a spider in my car yeah there's the same kind of spider so i'm like maybe it traveled from my car on my purse or my water bottle and it's the same one and now it's dead because when I got in the car today to bring the boys to school, there was like a spider web all over the windshield of like my passenger side. So I took out my little like makeup bag and was like hitting it with it to get rid of it. But no spider ever came. Okay. Spiders yeah, are my urban legend. I hate them. Yeah, so. I don't like them either. But there's another like superstition
1: about them. It's a the Japanese one that you're never supposed
0: to Yeah, kill them, I know. My great aunt never killed them in California. I she try. would let them outside. And I'm like, you live in California. Like, you should be killing them. They're probably poisonous.
1: <laughs> I try to never kill them. I will call somebody else.
0: Yeah, you know, I didn't kill this one. I had Dan do it because I literally am petrified of them and it was so <laughs> small because obviously I thought it was a tick, but it was yeah. so small and I had to have Dan come do it.
1: Also, yesterday, I'm not going to be surprised if ticks are already out anyway, but yesterday there was a moth on my door. A moth. Like, where, where was it? Where did it come from <laughs> Well, one warmest day? Notice,
0: well, I did notice that a few weeks ago a few of the trees, like, around had, like, buds on them because yes. I started having yep. allergies. Mm-hmm. And I and it, that was, like, at the end of February. And I was like, excuse me, it is the end of February. Yeah. You need to slow down trees because you are gonna die. And then like, we
1: had another snowstorm. Yes. We had that, the
0: blizzard, so... like, three days after that. It's
1: crazy time.
0: So, I'm just sick. I'm already sick of my allergies. But I did see, this has nothing to do with Urban Legends now, but I did see when I was looking through my CVS coupons, because I'm really into couponing now, that they have allergy face wipes now and I love the idea of that because they're like cooling for your eyes and your face and it like apparently because you know when you like rub your eyes and things if there's pollen on your hands it's just making it worse Yeah, and you don't know if there's pollen on you like it's so everywhere in the summer like you touch your car and then you go like this and now you have pollen on your eye so I was like oh that's really good because my mom gets allergies so bad that her eyes like swell shut basically Mm. so she would probably benefit from those but I thought that was a good invention. I would almost like to get those for my son. He has, he has treacherous allergies like I used to have, mm-hmm.
1: but he was at our house last night and he's been suffering for a few days and it I just, it yeah. just like breaks my heart to see him suffer like that. So I wonder if something
0: like that would well, be. And it's been a her. weird season, speaking of Connecticut's like ecosystem. Yeah. Because I, we had COVID in December. We both did. That's why we like missed episodes and stuff. Um, And then I've just continuously been getting like colds or allergies. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what is this? A cold or allergies? I don't know. Yep. And then I'm fine. And then I'm back to it. So I don't know.
1: I've had COVID twice since Christmas. Yep. And then my husband has had it with me the two times. And now he's like ending a cold. Right. He did test it because I was like, I don't trust it anymore. Well, everybody needs to test because I don't believe it's And especially
0: it's cold. because but your last was. COVID test, you were just like congested yeah. and had no other symptoms. A... And then it was, and Dan made a joke when you were here recording like, um, oh, you yeah. have COVID and the next day, And you're and like, like, no, no I, don't. I don't. And the next day you're like, I have COVID.
1: <laughs> like, guess what? But
0: I think everybody was shocked by that because yes. we all were like, oh, I thought if you had COVID... You couldn't get it again that quickly. I think that's a myth. It's it's definitely an urban legend. We're th- we're breaking the seal on that one because Robin got it pretty yes. close together. End
1: of December and then
0: like February, beginning of February, middle of February. Middle yeah.
1: of February? Uh, it was a val- around Valentine's. Oh Day, yeah, so, so mid
0: February. So
1: apparently right around the holidays. So Christmas COVID (laughs) or new year's
0: real. I think it was like new year's COVID and then Valentine's COVID. Okay.
1: I am all set with that. I don't
0: want to. I don't want to get sick because the next holiday coming up is Easter and that's my son's birthday is literally Easter Sunday. So so. let's not have COVID on Easter.
1: No, (laughs) don't you look like I hate it, but I look a little suspiciously at people when they sneeze or cough, no matter where I am. And I don't like, I'm not trying to, you know, judge feel
0: bad but it's <laughs> like oh my god what what it's you know it's
1: COVID. like i'm yeah. sorry, it's just everywhere
0: it well it is like everywhere it. and then but the nice thing is it's getting warmer and here in new england we seem to have had the trend the last two years that once it gets warm it kind of dissipates for a while
1: didn't. i thought it didn't dissipate like they expected it to but it did i mean change
0: last it. summer it did and i know for my friends in the south winter is not the time that they've been getting it. It's more summer because winter down there is like manageable and warmer. So That's they're right. outside and they do stuff. And then in the summer, because it's so hot and they're all inside and they are conditioning, yeah. they had been getting COVID a lot.
1: I'm just over this. And again,
0: they thought like, oh, it's allergies because it's the summer sure. and, and then it wasn't.
1: And there's this whole new thing happening in Europe and China now. a mm-hmm. whole new wave coming. So yeah. I'm just not. I'm not
0: okay with it. Okay. So what is your first urban legend?
1: So I think we briefly spoke about this once, maybe when Amy was here, but Mm -hmm. I just wanted to talk about it again. Tiny houses in Middlebury.
0: I think you guys did touch on that a little bit, and I had no idea what you were talking about, and she was just like, yeah, and then we, like, moved Moved on on quickly, so so I have no idea what this is. Okay, so when I was first dating Steve, he, he grew up in Waterbury,
1: so he told me about all of these, like, little... It's like a little scene, basically, all these little houses in the woods somewhere in Middlebury. Like a fairy village? Like a fairy village, I guess, but like a little person's little village, I guess. And I have always, always wanted to go see it because I was like, what? I've never heard of this. And we just have never gone. Now, it's been
0: like 31 years, and I I don't think I'm going to go at this point. But <laughs> That's literally almost as old as I yeah. am, so I don't it's think you're going to make time, it. Unless so, yeah. we go for podcast research.
1: Here's the thing, though. We'll never sit in the throne, so I'll just I'll just read a little bit about it. And I do have a picture of it, and I had never seen a picture okay. of any of them. So I was like, okay, so you can put that on, on our...
0: On our Instagram. Oh, too, yeah, they right? look like little doll houses. So they're
1: bigger than I, I don't know. I, I think they were a little bigger than I assumed. I'm not sure why. Maybe I was thinking like little gnome houses. You know how yeah. you see the doors on the trees, you know? Yeah, the, the trees, these look like
0: little, are they all made out of stone? It looks I don't like they're know. made out of stone. It does. But they look like little stone Victorian dollhouses. Yeah, that's what they remind cool. me of. So a crumbling village of tiny
1: houses resides in the woods in Middlebury, though some sites say it's in Waterbury. I'm gonna tell you that. I mean, I grew up with a man who lived in Waterbury, and uh, he said Millbury. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna trust him. <laughs> Naturally, speculation about about its curious origins turned into urban legends of the creepy variety. Of what course. appears to be a throne also exists, which, according to local lore will curse anyone who sits in it to die within seven years.
0: No. So is we won't the, be touching them. No, um, I will not. Is it the same size as the house, though? Because my butt won't. Yeah, who's going to sit in that anyway? <laughs> like I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: Maybe. One explanation tells of a man who was married to a witch who began fraternizing with fairy folk in the woods. And I'm sorry, do we have fairy folk in the woods? I kind of would like to believe that, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's cute and all that. But is it just in this one section I would in like the world?
0: that, but then you know it would be like... Like fairies, if they were real, it wouldn't be like fairies look like Tinkerbell. It would be like fairies look like demons Demons, with little wings that are going to come bite you with like razor teeth. Yeah. Yeah. True. That that would be it.
1: Probably. Uh, The woman demanded her husband construct stone homes for her spirits of the woods. So so he did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so he did another story leaves out the witch wife and complaint and claims a man living alone went mad hearing the voices of little people commanding him to build the village supposedly drove him insane and he eventually took his own life many believe the spirits of the tiny mischievous beings still lurk in the ruins of their little village And if you're there long enough, you'll hear whispers. And to be driven insane yourself. Okay, so so I hate
0: to be the person who's like, I'm going to bust this myth. But, like, realistically, what probably happened is that they... Somebody built, like, those little houses for, like, their grandchild in, like, Victorian times. And then the throne is probably person-sized yeah. for the little girl. Could be. And then they're like, no, it's evil. Well,
1: then <laughs> it says the not-so-scary truth may be that fairy houses were built for a small amusement park that was later abandoned. Oh, okay. I'm not sure, though. Like, how, like, a small amusement park? That's,
0: like, super small. Who's the amusement park for? I don't know. Squirrels? Again, maybe it was for somebody's kid. Yeah. Or grandchild We'll put this picture of the house on the Instagram. It's pretty neat. But it literally looks like it's a mansion for squirrels. Like, if yeah. squirrels lived in L.A., this would be their yeah, it house. would be their house.
1: I do kind of want to see it, but again, I'm... And I can't even imagine now what it must look like, look like I'm sure.
0: You know, I don't know. Does anybody go in there and take care of it? It does look Probably like... Probably not, and I feel like if that's an older picture... Dick kids probably went oh, in there spray and, like, smashed it, it with stuff. baseball bats and, like, oh, spray-painted it or something. Let's Just be like, <laughs> while they were, like, drinking. And then I hope they all sat in the throne <laughs> and had a curse. <laughs> I hope they did not do any thinking, of that. I like, stop it. <laughs> they <to> if, return. <laughs> if you ruin property, you deserve a curse. I'm sorry. <laughs> so funny. Sorry, not sorry. So, okay, okay um... My next story is Devil's Hop Yard in East Yep, You have heard of that? Oh, yes. Okay, so this is the one that has the story in the Hartford Current, which is really weird. But the reason that I wanted to talk about Devil's Hop Yard is because back in the Alabama, uh, no, Alabama, what was it, Alaska and Australia episode that I did, I talked about Hell's Gate Bridge, and it kind of reminds me of a wooden hell's gate bridge although like hell's gate bridge is very run down and does not look remotely like a bridge this photo of this area looks just like where that bridge was and it's the devil again so i wanted to bring this up so the urban legend of devil's hop yard in east (coughs) Haddam is that puritans believed that the park was hiding satan and that if you wandered too far into the woods he would come and take your soul
1: okay
0: so, people who have walked through the park have claimed to have heard demonic voices, and that's where this story comes from. The Hartford Current from 1999, and this story—like, number one, I can't even believe this is in the newspaper because it's like the Blair Witch, but it's it's in here. Is so, it like a
1: Halloween thing?
0: No, a spooky place. It's, it's to literally see? it's from November 10th, 1999. That's so hilarious. I don't know when they did it, but. So, five guys went into the park after sunset when it closed, and they heard someone say, leave now, or you'll join us forever, and then the voice laughed. Okay. But that's not all that happened. It gets crazier and crazier as it goes, which, again, is why I can't believe that this is in the Hartford Current. If this was on the Onion, I'd be like, okay.
1: Right.
0: But the next thing it says is that another man who was with the party saw a beast-like demon sitting on a nearby fence. A third man claims he was thrown into a tree and found four slash marks on his pants. You know that they were doing, like, LSD or shrooms or something? I mean, maybe. It was like a dude. If you had LSD weekend. in 1999, congratulations, but... Sure they did. <laughs> um, so, anyway, they then jumped in their car and drove to the Manchester house of a preacher. And the preacher's family was scared, so they called the police. What? And the article says, but that's not the most interesting part. What will be remembered is that once again, someone was roaming this particular neck of the woods and heard, saw, or felt something that spooked them big time. You can also tell this was written in 1999 because no one would have written spooked them big time now. Mm. <laughs> The natives thought the area was special, something like nearby Mudis, where it was reported a manito or god lived in the area caves and rumbled and growled to make make its presence known. The Mudis noises, says Ralph Lewis, state geologist, are actually caused by occasional earthquakes. These rocks that were once in Africa... Pangea, are beneath rocks that were part of the ocean before the Atlantic. The same Manito, who natives thought dwelled in the caves, was supposed to have walked all the way across Connecticut and created the state's ponds and lakes. Okay. So that's more than an urban legend. That's just how Connecticut was created in the beginning of the world. The natives repeated the story to the Puritans, who elected to continue among Connecticut's tribes the same brand of religious persecution they'd suffered in England. Any god the Puritans weren't already worshipping was labeled a demon, and slowly the Christian missionaries tried to wean the tribes from their native beliefs. When some natives allowed that maybe the English god had created England and their gods had created the rest of the world, the Puritans were not having that. So, um, Lewis called the topography of the park typically New England. There's craggy granite rocks, which where isn't there? They're everywhere. They're covered with moss and lichen, so now they're also very slippery. With occasional babbling brooks, uh, English settlers, though, thought that the land was wilder than average, the kind of land that the devil was supposed to favor for a playground. There were a lot of hard-to-explain things in the area, most particularly around what was eventually named Chapman Falls, There, Eight Mile Creek drops 60 feet along granite rocks. So I'm sure seeing that, they're like, oh, my God, Um, the devil did this. But we would see it and be like, oh, that's so pretty. Yes. They go (laughs) on to say the scene is popular among photographers. And once, okay, a group of nudists posing for a photo shoot. Oh, right. So Alves, who is the, like, head caretaker of that, this park, Uh, politely has asked them to leave even while he was surprised at how nonchalant all the women seemed. (laughs) Jeez. Under the falls are perfectly round holes created by rocks getting caught in eddies and being pounded for years by rushing water. The natives were content to let those be God's footprints. The Puritans turned that into holes punched by the devil's tail.
1: Man, they're wild, that group of Puritans. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? It just,
1: what happens in that That's why brain? we had the Salem witch trials, because people
0: be crazy. Wild. The Puritans said that the devil got hurt once while playing in the falls and angrily stomped his way up or down, who knows, the rocks creating holes where his hooves and tail hit. Meanwhile, over the years, the 80-year-old park has been lousy with devil sites, like devil's pulpit, kettle, tombstone, and oven on its 860 acres. That's also a weird coincidence, since, like, most a lot of the um, area codes are 860, and it's yeah. 860 yeah. acres. <laughs> it would have
1: been better if it was 666 acres. Yeah, it so would have for devil's
0: Hopyard. It would have for sure. <laughs> The park's name could have come from any number of places, but the story favored most is that a minister's son in the 1600s was not well liked. He retaliated by dressing in masks and galloping through the area. Those rides spooked the residents who were quick to attribute their fear to the supernatural. That's one story. Another is that of a tenant farmer named Dibble, who had a farm in the park on which he grew hops for beer. All that remains of the operation is a foundation at the head of the falls. Over the years, Dibble became Devil. So Devil's oh. Hopyard instead of Dibble's Hopyard. It's not as interesting a story, but it might actually be true. Alves hopes to rebuild the mill and use it as a visitor center for the area. He wouldn't re- re- mind renaming the park to something like Angel's Heaven. He's only partly kidding. Since the latest tale, the park has increased at, in night crew, the sunset curfew will be strictly enforced.
1: Okay. That makes so much sense, and wow, I never knew that.
0: Yeah, so I like hearing the backstories of the things that we're talking about too, because yeah, like, like the reality of yeah, what well, really happened, and because there's so many places in Connecticut with weird names that you're like, where did that like, why is that name Devil's Hop Yard? Where did this come from? Yeah. And then and I it's have nice thought to learn that before,
1: like that's and, and you know, I just would have, I always had a vision of like. Maybe there were like certain not mountains, but little areas where mm-hmm.
0: you would like hop, you know, from place to place, yeah. to place or something.
1: But I yeah. don't think I've ever been there.
0: I I have not been there either. But I had heard of it, and then with people just saying that they've like seen the devil there, and then of course this story from nineteen ninety nine. So just spooking people out. I don't think that. Well, whatever. Maybe they have. I mean, who knows? I, I apparently the Puritans saw the devil. Is um is Winstead anywhere near? That do you know? I don't because have I got a story for you. Okay. All well, right. Yeah, I will look that up while you start telling your story. Okay, the Winstead Wild Man. Oh my god. Have you ever heard of that? No. <clears throat> Can it, it sounds <throat> like somebody who had too much to drink though. Uh <sighs> I think it's possible. <laughs> All right, let's just see
1: where... Okay. So, Connecticut's Winstead wild man was first seen in 1895. According to the inaugural descriptions in the Winstead Evening Citizen, he appears more man than animal, ruling out the legendary Bigfoot as being the culprit. Tall, strong, hairy, ag- agile, and very naked... Oh, okay. Very naked. The wild man caused a stir in the town shortly after the first reported sighting. After scaring everyone half to death, he returned to the forest and remained unseen for 80 years. Oh, wow. Almost eight decades later, the wild man re- that reappeared in late July 1972. The Hartford Current, I'm sorry, reported that a strange man-like creature was observed by two young men on Winchester Road near the Crystal Lake Reservoir. Which is weird. How many Crystal Lakes are there? There's a million
0: Crystal Lakes. Okay. We that's... have Crystal Lake out here. There's Crystal Lake uh, there. There's just... And also, there. I mean, I know
1: we have a lot of water in the state, but there's like yeah. reservoirs all over the place. And lakes and you know, everything. Wild.
0: Anyway, um, Oh, I do <clears> want to say, <throat> I looked it up. East Haddam is closer to the shore. And um, Winstead is out towards New York, near like Canaan. Oh, okay. So they're not... They're not level. even remotely close. It's like an hour and 18 minutes away. Gotcha. Which if you're in a bigger state... And think an hour and eighteen minutes is nothing. That's like our whole state. So it's a long way away.
1: At a long distance near a barn, they saw a figure about eight feet tall, covered with hair, that walked upright and finally disappeared into the woods. When it was suggested that they may have what they may have just seen was a black bear, they replied, "It was no bear." Two days, two, day, two years, Robin, two years later in September 1974, the wild man was seen again, this time by two couples who had been parked at night by Rug Brook Reservoir. They described to police being terrified by seeing a six-foot, 300-pound creature covered with dark... Co- colored hair in the moonlight and that he fled the area immediately the police went back to search and weren't were unable to find tracks of or any kind of evidence hmm. since the since that one in 1974
0: there's been nothing else a lot of people out in the woods doing lsd apparently i think so um, sounds like it because really what does. are these sightings of
1: these and a lot things? of naked people frolicking in the woods or, well I mine know, was new doing people. a photo shoot <laughs> this was apparently a 300 pound yeah. gorilla man so, you know, nobody really knows if it's a, an actual person, like an escaped mental patient, because isn't that what people love to blame? Yes. Lots of people always around. used to think. Was that. it all a hoax? Was it a bear? Bigfoot? I don't know. So
0: if again, if anybody has ever heard, I've never heard of this until I've today. never heard of that either. But it's probably like a mid-sized bear that they spooked and it ran away. <laughs> this is the picture. <laughs> oh, my he's Lord. He's got a hairy, hairy ass. Which you- he's. I love that the drawing of the man seeing him is from like England in seven yes. the seventeen hundreds. Well, because the man it, who sees him has a bowler hat on and like a French bulldog with him. Yes, like he's in Jack the Ripper times. So that's because it was for back from eighteen ninety five. I oh, guess okay. when the first time he was seen. I'm sorry I left that part out. But then, page, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he was still alive during nineteen seventy three. Go. No. Oh, uh, the guy. Yeah, the wild. Yeah, man. The wild. Man. I thought you no, not the guy with the guy hat. In the <laughs> Or the dog. No, no the wild man guy. Yeah,
1: so that's what I'm saying. There haven't been a lot of sightings, yes. and they're very, very far, you know, apart, but they all say they see the same thing. Okay. And I love Damned Connecticut, that website. Have you ever? No. Oof. It's It has, like, the craziest stuff that happens in our state. Oh, wow. Called okay. Damned Connect. So cool. No, I have not. When you get bored, which I know does not happen often because you're so busy, <laughs> it's a good place. So there's the Winstead Wild Man. If anybody knows anything about it,
0: I'd love to I'd love to hear more. Do you know about, you know, if you've seen it, you heard
1: of it, your grandparents saw it, I don't know.
0: I would like to know. So I do have the story. I don't have it written down, but okay. I do cuz I mentioned to you last time when we were together <laughs> about the urban legend my mom told me about toland oh yeah yeah so on charter road in toland it is like it turns into a dirt road and i think it's a nature preserve out there because there's not really many houses in the area where it is there's this tree and if you stop at the tree and you look at it the tree is like a normal tree but one of the limbs of the tree juts out from almost the roots into like a perfect like elbow u-bend thing okay and at the edge of the bend at the bottom i don't know if it still is because i have not looked at it since i was like started dating dan almost 15 years ago but at the bottom of the u-bend there's like the perfect imprint of a face Really? so they say the story that the, my, the teenagers told when my mom was young was that there was like a hitchhiker or a homeless person or something the like walking condition? no it wasn't anybody <laughs> dangerous just like walking in that area and they like either got murdered or fell down and died or whatever and like hit their face on the tree and the imprint on the tree is like a perfect imprint of the person's face and it's so creepy because it looks just like a face like we all after she told us this in high. School. Me and my friends went there when it was dark because, of course, we did stupid teenagers and looked, and it was so scary because it looked like a perfect face. Uh, I want to go see it. So, well, you and I can do that. I'm definitely not going
1: alone. No, (laughs) I'm definitely not going to go after we, you know. But it's definitely drivable
0: from wherever okay, we are. I want to do that. Yeah.
1: Cuz I mean, I kind of I don't do, even remember
0: of, no. where it is, but I'm sure I can figure it out cuz it's the only tree that looks like that. Have you googled it at all or this is
1: just purely No, this word is just purely mouth.
0: like what my mom told me and I probably got some of it wrong. Um so like my aunt listens to every single episode, so if you know what yeah. I'm talking about, Please. then fill me in, but it, I swear it was something like that, but again, next year is my 20th anniversary of being out of high school, so yeah. I don't really remember too I wonder much, if it's still well. there. I'm sure, because it's part, like, the area it was in was part of a preserve, and I don't think the town sold it. Plus, it's not paved at that part. It kind of reminds me of, like, driving in Glastonbury when we were talking about driving through there, how it's unpaved yeah. and then it's freaky. Yeah. It's like that.
1: Okay, so we'll go during the day.
0: Oh, it's not as good during the day. We're going at night. Or not. Okay, no. It's
1: not haunted. We're taking husbands or... Nothing's
0: ever happened. It just looks creepy when you know that story. That's half the fun of it. Well, I mean, yeah,
1: okay. (laughs) It is creepy. It's not
0: Annabelle or Robert the doll walking out of the woods. Maybe
1: they're not telling us everything. (laughs)
0: Yeah, okay, maybe. It's a little spooky.
1: It's a little spooky. Okay. Do you have enough? Nope, that was my last thing. Okay, I have... So, one that I, I mean, I just never really thought anything about, but Lake Compounds. Oh, really? Yeah. And I've been there a gazillion times in my life, but I didn't realize. I've only been there like two times. I've been there a ton of times, and because it's such an old, you know, property, I mm-hmm. guess you know it would make sense that there's stuff that happens. But so it's the oldest continuously operating theme park in the United States, Lake Compounds in Bristol, which is right across from ESPN, which, which immediately means danger cool. and that people died there <laughs> because it's so because old. Because it's you so mean? old, yeah, it is a well-known spot where people congregate for summertime fun. So I want to get to
0: the. The meat of this, but oh wait, hold on. I just yeah. want to clarify so we don't get like legal action. Yeah, no. I'm not saying Lake Compounds today is dangerous and means death. I'm saying like <laughs> in the past, there's definitely ghosts there. Right. Clarify. So according to this damned
1: Connecticut, I didn't make it up. This yeah. damned Connecticut article. It says for whatever reason, it seems as though Lake Compounds has been cursed from the very beginning. Legend has it that shortly after John Compound, the Native American chieftain who the park is named for, traded the pop- property in 1860? I'm sorry, in 1684, It's sometimes I read you know, numbers backwards, <laughs> to a group of white settlers. He drowned in the lake while trying to cross it in a large brass kettle. Oh, that sounds like a smart plan. So is that a thing that used to happen? People would just like get in a
0: large brass kettle and... Going up. Like, I mean, who knows? What People used that? to go over Niagara Falls in like wooden barrels. Like that was a safety thing. And a
1: wooden barrel, though I can understand the little more. Not not going over the falls. I'm just saying, what the hell is a large brass kettle? Anyway, another version has compound killing himself when he realized he hadn't gotten fair value for the land. While well, yet another suggests his own tribe murdered him in retaliation for giving away the sacred ground. So in 1846, they opened. What is, you know, like compounds for picnicking and other amusements. And then throughout the years, they added different rides. And I think it was, it changed hands once or twice. Mm -hmm. And then it says, as you might expect with any decades old amusement park, just like you said, there have been fatal mishaps. Of course. So, unfortunately, there isn't much in the way of documentation before the the last half century, although there are vague stories about workers being killed in construction accidents and children drowning in the lake. In more recent times, however, there have been many all-too-verified events. In 1981, a 16-year-old girl fell off a moving roller coaster when she tried to stand up. Why? I don't. Try the LSD again. I don't know. <laughs> in 1999, a 16-year-old park employee was struck and killed by the tornado ride. In 2000, a 6-year-old boy drowned while riding in the park's Lake Plunge water slide. Oh, I
0: remember that.
1: That's so awful. In 2001, a 23-year-old maintenance worker was killed while working on Boulder Dash, which is my favorite roller coaster pretty much of all time, other than Rock and Roller Coaster. So... <laughs> That's like, that's so sad. And in a tragedy that hit in 2004, a five-year-old Shelton boy was killed when a tree branch fell and struck him. Oh, my God. In a total freak accident. So, dark shapes and spirits have been seen in and around the ballroom and weird because we go up to that ballroom like all the time when we take Hayden for like their Christmas they have mm-hmm. they have a winter like Christmas thing where it's you can ride some of the rides and they have you can write letters to Santa and you can oh, get okay, hot chocolate cool. and all that so that a lot of the stuff is up in the ballroom we've been up there and it reminds me of um dirty dancing you know oh, like yep. that, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing like where they have all the dances and stuff so um, strange music and the, and disembodied voices of revelers past have been heard. So it's an extra ride. It's haunted mansion at Lake Compounds. And then people say, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Inanimate objects moving and lights turning on and off by themselves. So that's like, I'm sure there's much more that I could like dig into, but I never ever heard that Lake Compounds was haunted or I don't know if I recall any of those, hearing those stories about people getting killed, but obviously every, you know, amusement park, people...
0: Right, everyone. There's a freak I had listened to... I don't know if it was Wine and Crime or Morbid or... It had to be one of those ones. And one of them had an episode about amusement park, like, deaths and things. It had to have been Morbid because um, Wine and Crime just talks about, like, actual true crimes and Morbid talks about freaky stuff. And I swear they were talking about some amusement park people had gone on, like, the swing ride and the swing ride, like, hit something and somebody died. And then they still had the ride for a while. It's closed now, whatever amusement park it was. But, like, the swing that the girl like, rode in was, like, a big Attraction for people, and but I'm they like, what
1: ride in Yeah, that like,
0: one. yeah, like creepily, people were like, oh yeah, that's nuts. And it's like, mm. no, they should. I would hope they would have taken it down and replaced it. Well, I again, I think it was like a long time ago. So I think, and that's why when you started saying like, oh, and it's the longest like contiguous running Conti- thing, yeah, and I'm like, run. oh, this yeah. is just like okay. Yeah, there's definitely okay. some deaths that happened because had to be you know i'm gonna dig deeper into that because I, I would be curious to see
1: actually now that you bring that up because we have six flags which used to be riverside
0: yeah in Massachusetts, when i was young yep
1: and then you know like compounds i'm sure that there's lots of kind of accidents or freak accidents things like that yeah um, i would like to i'll, I'll look into that because i'd be kind of interesting to talk about sometime
0: well yes Uh, so i just tried to google it to see but there's like so many things about like oh amusement park deaths how many amusement park deaths through the ages and it's like like well this is kind of scary so i don't know that i want to look into this yeah but yeah so
1: is that related to disney is that where you're
0: saying it? yeah no (laughs) i just mean like in general because like if we ever do take the kids to like anything that's, like, not Disney things with, like, bigger roller coasters or things. Right.
1: Well, never, never trust the carny rides. I mean, that's, like, that's a rule. (laughs) I look at some of those rides, and I'm like, "Uh, no, no, no. I will tell you that my sister, and obviously her kids and husband, and my mom and my dad and my husband and my older boys, we've been to Disney, uh, Walt Disney World, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 times. I don't know how many. We never, like, I lost count, but Almost every time we were there, somebody would end up dying. Oh my God. And that's not a joke. There was like that three year old boy who died on mission space and we were Mm -hmm. there. Um, and there were other, I think there was like some freak accident on rock and roller coaster, if I can recall. I'll have to look back at that too. But then another, another time, like we were not at Disney. Mm -hmm. We were at a hotel. We were saying we were going to Philadelphia, but we were staying like right over the line in New Jersey one day. There was a dead body found in a car in the parking lot, and it was like, okay, guys, maybe we shouldn't go on vacation together anymore because we have this weird thing <laughs> where every time we're together on vacation, yeah, somebody's dying, and I don't like it, so. But, yeah, you know, that happens all the time, and you know what they say, that nobody ever actually dies at Disney World. They're not oh, allowed yeah, to be course. pronounced dead on Disney
0: property. Right, of course. hmm That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, I can't find anything else about this. It does say the most de- deadly uh, amusement park there ever was, was in New Jersey. And it was New Jersey's Action Park, which was open from 1978 to 1996. Really? Mm-hmm. Does it say how many The park is so deaths? notorious, it's the subject of a fascinating 2020 documentary. I have to watch oh, this gonna now. Oh, i going to have to watch it. Called Class Action Park. The class action in the title refers to the numerous lawsuits leveled against the venue. Six people died at Action Park. One man was electrocuted when he stepped on a live wire on the kayak ride. Yeah, that sounds safe. Others drowned in the very rough wave pool. One on the downhill ride Alpine Slide. The cars would regularly jump jump the tracks, and a rider died when his head struck a rock. Oh gosh! Um, how bad was Action Park a few years ago? My New Jersey born wife, this is the person who wrote it, got an email that said, "You know you're from New Jersey when you've been seriously injured at Action Park." Oh my god! So, and I found that on a Mental Floss article.
1: Okay. So now I'm gonna have to. Can you remind me about that, yeah. please? Because I totally mm-hmm. want to see that. Okay. So the last one that I thought was interesting that we would talk about again, I did not. I've never heard this before. It says, eerie piano music plays underneath Gardner Lake in Salem, Connecticut.
0: I don't know what that is. Okay, so back
1: in 1899, a home a homeowner near Gardner Lake in Salem bought a plot of land across the lake and planned to wait until it froze over to scoot his house over to its new lot by putting it on sleds, because back in 1899... I think you can do stuff like that. Well, yeah, because there's probably like no basements (laughs) or anything, which bad call in New England. Everything was going smoothly until the team left the house on the ice overnight. Too cold and tired to keep working and returned to find it partially leaning in the water. The ice having cracked under the weight of the house, which hello. All I could do was get some of the furnishings and valuables out. The piano in the parlor was too heavy so it got left behind and the entire house sank once the ice melted. Oh my god. Can you just, I can't even
0: imagine like seeing this happen. But again, I can definitely picture a man being like I'm going to put my whole house on sleds (laughs) to move it. We're going to right across the lake. And it's going to just be fine. It's just, we're going to make it there.
1: To this day, people claim to hear music that seems to be floating up out of the lake. The only source anyone can come up with for the haunting melodies is the piano, still sitting in the perfectly preserved house at the bottom of Gardner Lake. There are no ghost stories attached to the house. How deep is this lake? So some chalk it up to some kind of witchcraft, a natural fit for the town with the same name as Salem, Massachusetts. So that's all I have for Gardner Lake, but
0: fascinating. And uh, well, OK, I, I don't see know the picture of the house. It says the max width is 3776 feet and then the surface area is 529 acres, but the average depth is 18 feet. Wow. Wow. It's not that deep. So there's, like, no way, unless the house is, like, really small. Like a 10-foot tall. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fairy house. (laughs) Wait a minute. It's all making sense now. It makes sense. And a hairy naked man was seen. It says, oh, Oh it says the average depth is 18 feet, but the max depth is 36 feet. But, again, the photo they have of this house, even at, like, 36 feet, there's no way. Because well, I'm adding the picture to the... Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, There's that's on a, no way. It's
1: on a postcard, so I don't know if that... How accurate that is, but yeah. it, it's some sort and of And also, who
0: was postcard. like, I'm going to paint this beautiful picture of this man's house falling into the ice with people standing behind it, looking right? on in oh sadness. God. Yeah, really.
1: Not afraid <laughs> so at I all saved that the picture they are going to be taken down
0: with it. Oh, yeah. Just
1: like, oh, there it goes.
0: Oh, no. So
1: that's obviously, must be quite... I mean, how old is that picture? That's an old one so it must be a very old um, urban legend that has been circulated widely for many years I'm sure yet I've never
0: heard about it well it says um, there's people have also asked can you swim there is it man made can you swim there because if you can oh you can it's got like a little beach and it says you can swim boat and fish there I would try to find that house so I'm sure people must have
1: tried to find that house so you know that I have a fear of water like yeah. a deep water, it okay. just and I love the water. this is very strange, but I love the beach. I don't really love lakes, but I love the beach, I love yeah. water, but I really, really get terrified of deep water and My father, for like thirty years, had a house on Andover Lake, and it used to be a a pasture, like a cow pasture, like farmland out there, and then they flooded it and made a lake mm-hmm. and I used to get like really upset about this because. It's like there's something down there under that water. And this right here is like would be a nightmare for me that there's actually like a house down there. And I know that there are like cars and lakes and... All of that upsets me so much, even more than the fact that there's fish in lakes. It's
0: like there's things down there. I don't know. I get
1: easily. There's creeped things out, from the past down there. It just gives me the
0: willies. So I don't know. crazily, I found a Hartford Current story about this. Oh, you did? Yes, okay. and it's from 2005. So it says there's hundreds of lakes and ponds of fish. In Connecticut. In the next six weeks, we're taking you around the state to a half dozen spots. Today, we're highlighting Gardner Lake in Salem. For years, the large house provided some of the best fishing structure on the lake. Not the house next to the lake, the house in the (gasps) lake. So, see, that's my point. It's not... short enough to be underwater. Like, it has to be sticking out of the water. So it says, when the LeCount family decided to move its two-and-a-half-story home from the south shore of the lake... To a new site on the east side back in 1895, the home sank during the disastrous relocation. Right. But generations of Gardner Lake fishermen benefited from the family's loss. The decaying timbers in the lake became a protective home to bass, perch, and pickerel and provided anglers a good fishing spot for many years. Oh. So people would go out there and fish from the house. It gives me willies. <laughs> like I have the goosebumps even thinking about it. And then the article says the method used to move the house made sense at the time. Well,
1: did it, though? <laughs> did it? It was so long ago, I guess, maybe. They, they did have, like, hydraulic wait, lifts and wait things. Wait till you
0: hear, though, what they actually did. Okay. They waited for the lake to freeze, hitched up 18 horses, oh. and slid the 28-ton home across the ice on skids. Okay. At one point, the house shifted and slipped. With night approaching, they decided that the move should be continued the next morning, like you said... During the night, a warm rain happened oh, and melted the ice around the house. And by morning, the corner of the house had slipped beneath the surface. Eventually, the house sank to the bottom along with the furnishings, including the kitchen stove and the piano. And then it says they can hear the ivory keys. Oh, I'm sorry. To this day, superstitious Gardener Lake anglers claim that they hear the mermaids of the lake tinkling the old ivory keys. Oh. Again... If there's real mermaids, they're going to be little, ugly, terrifying things and not cute mermaids. And they're not going to (laughs) be just like fairies in the
1: middle of a lake in the middle of Connecticut. No,
0: I don't think so. And neither is the treasure from the Mexican emperor. It's not on Charles Island. Don't go there. So it says the house fell in the lake at the only place it was able to sink, which, how bad luck is that? Yeah. Uh, the house fell in on the back side of the island where the water is 30 feet deep. The house is mostly gone now. Its rotten timbers prey to the water and elements over the past 110 years. Yet the lake remains a top producer of one of the best fe- freshwater fisheries in the state. So way to go, house. You really kept the fish generations happening. I'm so happening. freaked out, but I think my so. husband would love to try taking Kate and their fish, Though so. I just don't want to know. So it says it's, it's seven miles west of Norwich. It was named after Stephen Stephen Gardner, a Rhode Island cattle farmer who bought all the land surrounding the lake and moved to a parcel on the north end in 1731. He and his wife are buried on their farm homestead there. Okay. So that's even creepier because I bet that that building's not there. And now there's just people buried somewhere near may, there, too. Yeah, I think they
1: did that, though, right? Back, back then, they mm-hmm. people would get buried on there it's like um, the Benton Benton. Yes, which we talked
0: about before on the show. Has all those bodies all over the place. Yeah, and you just walk out into the garden and it's like and here's the graves. And when I was a kid I was like, oh, okay. But now I'm like wait, what? (laughs) So we went for a walk because there's, I think there were a series
1: or at least one, I can't remember, letterboxes back there. So Mm -hmm. Kaden was like maybe two. And Stephen and I took him and we went you know, walked like that whole pathway back there. I don't think I knew at the time, the history of the house. Mm-hmm. And then I had heard the history of the house. I think one of my kids went, you know, went there for whatever, I don't know, school mm-hmm. and, and talked about like it's the sun dying from, I don't know. It was a wild story about the sun. Somebody yes. Died mm-hmm. from this, some
0: disease, Yeah.
1: But anyway, put I would not have walked in the back of the bubble right. house if I knew the history of it. But right,
0: there was like there was a lot of crazy <laughs> stories with that because I remember going there on a field trip in school as well because I grew up in Holland and it's like. Um, the son was, like, in the war and got shot and died, and they brought his body back home or something, but then, like, his fiancé or his sister had some disease and also died, and then the mom died, too, from, like, tuberculosis or something, and it was just like, what? And the lady's just out there, like, churning butter outside (laughs) of the house, and we're like... This is, like, really morbid, and we're in third grade.
1: Yeah. Like, it's a lot. What's happening here?
0: <laughs> like, maybe leave all of this out, because we don't need to know what that is. Right. Yeah. So. Wild. So that's all my urban legends. Are you yeah. good for now? I'm sure we'll have more as the episodes progress, because Connecticut's a wild place. I, I can't knew? believe
1: it. I'm going to go back on that damned Connecticut and find, I mean, there's all kinds of, like, you know, ghost stories and all, all stuff. That actually, I think the seaside sanatorium is, mm-hmm. that, is that what I think? Is that the one that you were telling me your husband may have gone to? Because I saw a
0: little blur read no, it. No, there was the one in Glastonbury that I think they oh, tore down. Okay. Oh, that's right up in the okay. Yeah, in the, in the uh, woods there. Yeah, the forest. Okay, yeah well. one he well, I don't know, maybe we can ask him because he said, like, Oh no, we went to a ton. I think he went to one in Hartford, too, so who knows, but again, no no, like a like oh. they like went in the dark, like you did at Yukon, right, well, and just like those. roamed. He always watches those videos on YouTube of people like roaming abandoned like mansions and yeah. stuff and he's like oh this is so interesting i'm like no it's not what if like a weird guy jumps out and like tries to murder you like that's not cool why would you do that so i i feel like that would be cool but i could only do things like that in a group
1: of people right. like i you know they, they've had many shows over the years of you know they go in like yeah. in the
0: dark with just their flashlights of and course. one stays there and one goes over no right. That but, I mean, that in I a show, You're asking
1: for it. In a
0: point. show, people <clears throat> will go in and vet the property. Like if you just go into yeah. an abandoned place here, yes. there's probably homeless people living True. in there, and they're gonna do something or to some you. rats anyway. So <laughs> don't go in there. Yeah, right. I there's mean, something, but don't go there's in something there. Something waiting
1: for you. So, so no. although yeah, I yeah.
0: did it, we did it. Allegedly, you did. You Possibly. allegedly went there, but allegedly. you went in a group. I'm just saying, don't go there by yourself <laughs> yeah, to make no. YouTube or TikTok videos no. or any of that. It's no, not worth it. It's not worth it. So
1: you know, plus you have to worry about the. You know, I like to smudge after I've done a thing like that because you don't want anything <laughs> the jumping on you
0: and following you. Home.
1: <laughs> no, nobody needs any of that happening either. So that's true. So. But yeah, we'll we'll
0: we'll get more stories. I think for another another episode yeah. down the road sometime because there's so much to do. So, all right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to see photos of all of the crazy things we talked about, because we have photos from each and everything we talked about, mm-hmm. you can go to our Instagram at CoworkersKillingTime. If you have any information about the things we talked about or recommendations for things to talk about in the future, you can email us at CoworkersKillingTime at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook to see the Instagram photos. If you don't have Instagram, listen to the episodes if you don't have a podcasting app by going to Facebook.com and searching for Coworkers Killing Time Podcast. And lastly, you can follow us on Patreon for bonus content and to support the show that way. Thank you so much. As always, if you listen to the show, please be sure to like the show, subscribe to the show, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys so much, and we will be back next week. Bye.